If you're an executive, entrepreneur, seasoned investor, or just a student of the game, you'll love The Great Fail, Adweek's Entrepreneurship Podcast of the Year, a show that artfully uncovers some of the biggest fails in business history and how it might have been prevented. The Great Fail is entertaining, informative, and told through a true crime narrative in under 30 minutes that keeps you at the edge of your seats. So check out The Great Fail wherever you get your podcast. Today's episode of On the Mic takes a new direction as partner and CEO Marshall Williams and I, Andrea Schwarzbach, take the hosting reins to discuss the evolution of podcast attribution and the part that our agency has played in it. That's the great thing about Stamps.com. They grow with you. As much fun as I had, I couldn't wait to get back to my sleep number bed. Yep. I love my third love bras. They're hands down the most comfortable bras I've ever owned. I love making Blue Apron. I love it, it's my me time. So the first question that I wanna ask today and really just kind of discuss the history of podcast attribution. Where did we come from? What did we start looking at in terms of attribution with podcast and audio in general? Okay, so great question, and thanks. I'm happy to be here today. Yeah. Uh, we uh, Ad Results started out as a radio company, and radio, uh, obviously, before digital audio, was purely terrestrial, meaning AM and FM radio. And um, local market advertisers um, wanted to find out how their ads are working, so they would s- either drive people to their brick-and-mortar stores or they would use a vanity phone number, which is the term for some phone number that's very memorable, 777-7777. Call us today. Tell them you heard it on Jack Snow at KDKA. Uh, as we moved into the national advertising space, you had to use toll-free numbers. And so the company I worked for was a company named Allergy Free Air Filter, so we secured the number 1-800-ALLERGY, we would um, say, tell them you heard it on Paul Harvey and call this phone number. And uh, those were the very primitive days of audio tracking. The difficulty in the audio landscape in terms of attribution is that people consume audio in one context. Perhaps they're driving, uh, walking the baby, walking the dog, uh, what have you. And they respond in a different context. So it's always been a very difficult thing to track. Right. As the Internet uh, became much more um, uh, ubiquitous with how everybody conducted business, um, we had to create new metrics for when you couldn't say, call this number and use tell them I sent you. You would say, go to my website. And what we did was say, enter this media code or uh, provide them an incentive, a financial incentive, perhaps a discount or what have you, to say, use Jack Snow from KDKA Radio and tell them that's how you heard about us. Um, Again, the difficulty in reading audio uh, is the contextual elements of it. Um, You tend to listen outside of where you respond And so that makes it difficult. People oftentimes don't remember media codes, so on and so forth. Um, And so we needed a a better option. Can you just give a quick example of what a media code is for some of our listeners? Of course. Of course. Good question. Um, uh, 
the design is to allow somebody who's a fan of this audio content, whether it be radio or podcast, podcasts become a much more ever-present part of our existence, um, um, a code so that the person who listens to that content can get a discount or what have you. And it also allows our clients to uh, figure out where the, the, if the dollars that are being spent in those particular uh, avenues are working. So um, uh, if you're trying to drive somebody to uh, subscribe or not subscribe and purchase a particular product, you might say, okay, um, go to the website abc.com and enter the media code SNOW um, and you'll receive 20% off your first order. And that would either be a, at the promo code box, which most people know where they are, or it might be at the beginning of your checkout window or something like that. But again, the design is to, one, quantify who sent uh, that person to the, the commercial site, the brand site, mm -hmm. uh, if they made a transaction, and to offer the listener an incentive to do so. Uh, it's relatively easy, but you'd be surprised how few people actually respond with that media code. Well, that actually leads me to my next question which is what are some of the challenges that we've really seen in tracking this way so far? Um, again, as mentioned earlier, there's a contextual difference between where people consume the media and where they respond. Uh, it's very difficult if you're driving in your car and, and not as safe um, as well uh, to pick up your phone and go to a particular client's website to try and purchase while you're driving. So most, or walking the baby or walking the dog or at the grocery store or whatever it may be. And so what um, happens is that people will wait. And so if you say, my previous example was Jack Snow, you enter my code Jack Snow at checkout and you'll get 20% off your first order or whatever it may be. Um, people won't remember that, okay? They simply won't use it. Um, or what have you. So the attribution elements that we're looking for are pretty blurry. I mean, oftentimes um, we will look at, um, you know, maybe two to five out of a hundred who will actually use a media code, but we're getting to a place where we can read how many people actually responded um, in, a, in a much more effective fashion right now, utilizing some, some digital techniques. Right. So along with that, I think there's a lot of brands out there that have come up with a semi-solution to tracking to account for those that maybe forget the code in that time span of them not taking action. And one of those solutions is a survey on the back end. So can you talk a little bit more about that and how we've seen those results influence our campaigns? Sure. As mentioned, um, People will, will go to a website being driven by a piece of audio content, whether it be podcasting or radio or what have you, and they simply won't remember the code, okay? They'll go through the transaction process. process. And what we tried to do is give them a supplemental kind of memory device mm -hmm. thing so that somebody can say, well, that's right, I did hear it on the podcast. So as you go through the checkout, and you don't necessarily use the, the promo code because you just want to buy the product that this host recommended to you, you... Um, a survey shows up. It's interstitial, meaning it's in the flow of the transaction, and it's usually a single pane thing that say, how'd you hear about us? Most people are so familiar with this that it becomes simple for them, and it won't chase them off or what have you. And they'll add a box in there or something that says podcasting uh, or what have you. And we use that as a proxy for how many people 
actually signed up. So if we get three or five out of 100, a survey may indicate that it was higher than that. So let's say that we give somebody a multiple of 3x or 4x on top of those three or five. So it actually gives us a better, more accurate read on how our attribution truly is and how efficient the investment was on that media outlet, on that audio channel. So now that we are in this ever-evolving industry, which is one of my favorite things about working in the podcast landscape, it's just always changing, something new is always coming up. One of the newest trends and something that we as an agency have been very focused on testing for our clients has been pixel-based attribution. So let's talk a little bit about that, kind of explain to our listeners how that works and what we've been seeing with some of our clients. Uh, Fantastic. So uh, great question. In an effort to try and get a more accurate read on what, you know, we spend millions of dollars for our clients in in these audio channels and trying to get a performance read is really critically important. I've always felt that because of the aforementioned disconnect between consumption and when people respond, there's a gap. I mean, I think, I truly believe it works better than it does. We were looking for a tool to be able to prove that. Media code is mentioned, even the adjunct survey is good, but it's still directional at best. There's a lot we're missing. So in diving into how digital marketers track, uh, discovered that in uh, social media posts, Facebook, uh, digital display ads, et cetera, they can embed a pixel. And in the context of those display ads, et cetera, when somebody clicks on an ad, that pixel fires and a corresponding pixel is placed on the brand's webpage and in a few other places in that brand's um, webpage so that they can track what happens when somebody responds to that digital ad. I thought to myself, man, we got to be able to do this in the audio space. Is it is it doable? And I, we had talked to a number of people who said, well, we're not quite there yet, but a couple of, of, of smart, savvy tech software people said, yeah, I think we can do that. What we'll do is we'll place a corresponding pixel in the RSS feed. And the RSS feed is when people hit download on a podcast. It's the it's the format that that podcast sits in and it starts to play as soon as people download that podcast. Okay. So they would place a pixel um, in that RSS feed. So when somebody downloaded the podcast, that pixel would fire. Now, Uh, There's a lot of permutations that take place from there, but what happens is we can do the same thing the digital marketers do and put a corresponding pixel on the brand's webpage, their transaction page, whatever it may be, and track that listener in a much more linear and direct fashion than we've ever been able to do before. Right. Right. And so it's still early in the game, but we're excited about what we're seeing so far because it's showing tremendous lift in response, which we assumed all along. Right. Right. Yeah. So it is showing tremendous lift. Tremendous Can you talk lift. Talk a little more about that. Sure. Okay. So the 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 what we're finding is that um, uh, at this pixel fires, it goes through sort of a, an ingestion process to determine um, anonymously who this individual or who this digital fingerprint person is. Somebody consumed a podcast on their phone, laptop, whatever. All of that has kind of a, a digital thumbprint. It's mm-hmm. anonymous to that person, but you can still figure out who that is. And that the corresponding pixel, as mentioned, is on the brand's web page and that kind of thing. Um, it allows us a much more direct linear connection between the podcast listener and a response. And so if you look at just our media code attribution, 
she might be three or five out of 100, maybe slightly higher. Uh, even with the adjunct survey I mentioned earlier, where it might be 3x on top of that, we're seeing ratios as high as 10, 12, 14x on top of that. Wow. Right. It's really impressive. And the closer the shows are to alignment uh, in terms of the context of the show, content of the show, and what that, let's say it's a gaming company advertising on a gaming show. You see a high, really high lift there. Um, it's interesting what we're learning because um, there are some shows out there, some categories of shows where they just do not care about a media code. They'll just buy the product, okay? And then you see, um, you know, not uh, you, you see a fairly low amount of media code redemption, but a really high transaction level when we use the pixel-based attribution tool. So exciting growth there. So let's talk about some challenges that we've faced thus far in pixel-based attribution. All right, good question, uh, because it is challenging. First of all, it's very new. I mean, the um, we so here it is, the end of February or middle of February 2020, the first conversations we had about this were first quarter of last year. So it's an incredibly new space. So it's 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 morphing and changing all the time. Um, one of the things that we would, there was a little bit of concern early on that the broadcasters, the networks, the shows uh, were concerned that this tracking would track downloads. And there was a little bit of concern about whether it could count downloads and then would the client say, oh, we have a problem with the downloads you're, we're paying against versus what's really being done? Well, it doesn't work that way, okay? It doesn't work that way at this point. It may in the future, but right now it's a, it's, it's kind of a, the download number uh, versus um, the pixel-based tracking are two separate things. Pixel-based tracking is the pixel is embedded in the beginning of the RSS feed to, for the great, to the greatest extent. And that doesn't indicate actual listens. It just indicates downloads. Now, obviously, you can draw the conclusion that somebody downloaded and listened if that the, the pixel that corresponds to that listener hits the brand's web page and they can execute a transaction. I mean, the assumption is there, okay? But it's still an assumption, okay? There's a certain amount of math that and... and um, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Understanding or uh, quantifying um, that listener um, against the pixel that fires on the brand's web page because there's all kinds of static out there. If somebody downloads a podcast at their house via a Wi-Fi connection, that's a very specific IP address. And IP is one of the ways that these companies use to quantify that listener, that fingerprint, I think, is a metaphor I used earlier. Um, if you're in a business or that a building that has a thousand people in it, that may have five independent IP addresses. There's a lot of static there. Okay. So you have to have a way to um, a data set or a company that handles a lot of data aggregation help you filter it out. So there's not a one-to-one -one connection between the download and a response. There's a certain amount of math that works in right. there. That's the way it is in the, the data business for a lot of different media. Um, but that's, that's one of the challenges that they have. There's, a lot, there's some assumptions that have to take place in there. My response is um, the clients get the information and they look at it and they, they correspond that back to what that person, where the pixel fires on that particular web page, what that person does. And they're like, yeah, 
that is a connection. That's a sale. There's no, I mean, it's pretty clear to them. So it's much more one-to-one -one from an attribution standpoint from the client's end than it is the, the front end or the download side. Right. Make sense? Yes. Okay. Anyway, so that's one of the things we'll get to over time. I'm sure these companies will get further refined and better. So we'll, and we'll help them. We'll guide them because I know what I'd like to see. I think our organization would like to see a little more clarity when it comes to that. And we'll get there. And what are the reactions that we're getting from our clients about attribution in general? I know we've had some, some of our clients have been testing this for several months. Some of them are just now starting to test. What's the general reaction that we're seeing? Uh, most are ecstatic. Most are very, they're seeing real promise in terms of, you know, that was my supposition all along because, of course, you'd expect me to say this. Your media is working better than you think it is. Okay, and I would explain the whole thing about how oh, it's consumed over here and the response is over there. So it's difficult to get these media codes to work. It's really working better than you think it does. And our clients were like, sure, sure, sure. You know, you're supposed to say that it's your job. Right. Yep. Well, as we started going through this and it indicated that it was really working better than we thought it was, they're just like, OK, great. <laughs> Let's do more. And again, awesome. I, I, you know, it's a little bit self-serving. Um, it's self-serving from the context of this is our business and we want it to grow and we want the space to grow. But I love audio. I've always been a huge fan of spoken word and listening and I get mad and frustrated and laugh and all the things you're supposed to do with audio. And I've always known that it was an incredibly viable medium. And now we have a tool that helps us show performance better. Really excited about that. Awesome. Okay. So we've talked a lot about what pixel-based attribution is, what are some of the challenges, who have been some of the major players in the space? Who is kind of leading the charge as far as attribution goes? And who are some of the networks that have kind of taken and run with this? Um, really uh, excited that the networks have said we're, we're good with this. Um, Wondery has been a great partner at this. Again, um, uh, the gentleman who runs that, Hernan Lopez, is, is a good friend and very thoughtful guy. And I was so excited when he was like, yes, I want to try this because he wanted to prove that it did work better than we had earlier interpreted, even with all the tools that we had worked on. And uh, Barstool, another one completely different from Wondery from a content standpoint, but still they were like, yeah, we think that our audio works better than much of the attribution tools we had a year ago. And they've embraced it and it's worked, it's worked well. It's re really indicating that this audio channel is working significantly better than we thought it did with our previous tools. Um, the tools, the there are two companies that we work with primarily, a company called Podsites out of New Hampshire and another company called Chartable out of New York um, that have really become allies with us in terms of this pixel-based attribution. They're a little nuanced a little differently. They, they uh, interpret the data a little bit differently because there is an interpretation factor there. Um, the chartable guys, uh, one of them came from the mobile ecosystem. So um, I think both of them can do that, but the chartable guys were the first ones to be able to have mobile attribution. Um, and we're working through that with some of our clients. Now, I'm excited about that because I'm curious to know if we run an ad in a podcast space and somebody goes to their phone and immediately downloads an app, I'm excited about what that future holds. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, and so those are the, you know, the pod sites guys are, are, have been good friends and helped us learn in this space. Cause as mentioned, it's really early still, and we will continue to learn more, uh, going along. Um, the early reads are I- exceptional though. I'm very happy with, with what we're seeing so far from a response standpoint for our clients. Final question for you for today. Where do you see podcast attribution in the future, say in the next five years? Uh, great question. Um, um, further refinement of what we're doing now. Okay. So um, um, more digital-esque attribution style. And when I say that, I mean a little bit more one-to-one um, where we can quantify if somebody downloaded a specific podcast, listened to the ad, and then responded. Because as mentioned, most of this exists right now in the RSS feed at the beginning of it. So we can't show whether it actually consumed the ad or not. Again, there's a, a logical leap you make that they did because they responded. So, but something a little more finite, okay? I'd also love to see, and again, let me quantify all this by saying we're gonna work towards maintaining the privacy elements that we need to in this, okay? Anytime you talk about IP address, um, GDPA, CC, uh, no, GDPR, CCPA, which is the California Privacy Rules, it's being written right now. I mean, literally, you know, um, this in this time frame that we're in right now, um, as they quantify what they consider to be PII or personally identifiable information, we have to stay between the lines there. And right now, we're doing it. But if the legislation moves, we have to be able to move with it. Our brands may have to disclose that they're using these tools and, you know, allow somebody to opt out or ensure that they don't resell that information because if that's what the rules say, that's what they are. So we need to stay between the lines there. Um, But I think that's very doable. Um, So that's an advancement. Um, I'd also like to see if we can take this tool and do brand lift studies or the like for large branded enterprise clients so that they can see what their brand lift and brand awareness might be um, if they're advertising in a particular podcast or a group of podcasts um, when they don't use a lot of these direct-to-consumer tools, okay? They don't, uh, Miller Beer, which is a client of ours, doesn't have a tool to quantify if somebody purchased via their website. They certainly don't need it. Right. But they do need and would like to have something that says, hey, I heard you on this podcast and I love the podcast and I'm going to really gravitate towards your product. So that's exciting. Um, I think that's something we'll work towards in the near future. And I'm talking about this year. Now, podcasting is still so new as an industry that everything moves like at light speed. Yep. And so I'm excited about uh, going down those roads in the, in the near future. Awesome. Well, it sounds like podcast attribution in general is really exciting for the industry right now. So hopefully this was super informative for some of our listeners and thank you so much for answering our questions thank today. you i hope i helped yeah and we ought to do this again because at some point in time because it'll probably change in six months <laughs> it probably will change so, in three months <laughs> yeah exactly and so we're like here we'll do the update version of the podcast yeah okay sounds I'm good totally good with that if you enjoyed this episode be sure to subscribe for updates on future episodes and leave us a comment with your feedback questions or ideas for future segments If you would like more info on Ad Results Media and what we do, please visit our website at adresultsmedia.com. This podcast is an Ad Results Media production.